1: welcome to dunzo this is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends both real and fake and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear i'm your host troy mckity Okay, you guys, welcome to episode, I don't know what this is, of Dunzo, it is me, Troy McGeady, and this is, I mean, we, you knew that this was going to happen, like, obviously this was definitely going to happen. I am joined for a part two of my Ashley Simpson, I guess this is an Ashley Simpson thing that we're doing, um, with my friend, Jesse Chambly.
0: (laughs) Yes, the Frenchman, the Frenchman, Jesse Chambly, yeah, that's me. How are you? I am great. And Troy, we, we couldn't keep our hands off of each other. Um, we we started talking about this and we are like, you have to come back for a future episode. And then it was like, okay, it's just here. The future is now. Future nostalgia.
1: <laughs> I know. We've been talking about it nonstop, literally, like since we fucking met pretty much. Yeah. And we, yeah, <laughs> this is huge. I mean, like I was honestly, listen, I was really excited for autobiography but then when we decided we were going to do this I was even more excited because I really love this album so I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it
0: yeah (laughs) ditto I told you I was like I don't know I don't know where you're gonna go because we 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 stayed away from specifics in our conversation and Uh you know keep keep things exciting so yeah looking forward to it tell me what is
1: your, like, what was your introduction to Me? What was it like when it came out for you? Like, tell me all the
0: things. So, I will be honest, I wasn't as, um, I wasn't as privy to some of the drama around her and second album release. Like, I knew, obviously, like, what had happened on SNL, but I didn't think it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, my lens was through mad TV really, because this was my, this was my mad TV era where I was watching, um, clips of it a lot. And so I knew there was a little bit of controversy. I, I wasn't, I I don't know if we had cable at this point or not. I didn't have cable for a portion of my life and that kind of controlled media, right. Still at this portion uh, at this uh, period of time, because it was 2005. Um, I must have had cable because I feel like I was watching Degrassi, but anyway, that's a different story. Um, (laughs) I don't know if we had MTV. We probably just had VH1.
1: Okay.
0: Which, you know, changes the conversation. VH1 is a little less at that point. So I was just excited for another Ashley Simpson album. I mean, just done, done, done. I liked the first one and I was like, all right, let's give the second one a try um i remember i never heard boyfriend on the radio but i saw the music video maybe i did have mtv now i'm thinking about it anyway all that to say this was one of those oh i like this artist i'm sticking with it but it doesn't seem like the rest of the world is sticking with it as much as i am which was the story of my life
1: oh my god say no say less that by by the way you just summed up my entire podcast Okay, well, I got to go.
0: We <laughs> we did what we needed to do. I'm like the of many people in these mid-early aughts.
1: No, like for real. It's like, yeah, it was like, I, I feel like I had that moment all the time of having to realize that like, I was the last person on the train. Like looking around <laughs> like, oh, are we, This we're at the station again? Oh, huh. It was like one of those moments. But like, I don't know, for me, I and me was like, Ashley really leaning into being a pop star, like where the first album sort of felt like this thing that just sort of happened and just so happened to be really successful and who would have predicted that it would be so, so successful. Mm-hmm. And then this, and it was like, you know, it was like a young girl just sort of being not pushed, but I would say like sort of guided on what she should and shouldn't be doing. I and me feels like Ashley fully realized like, this is her, like, full WandaVision moment to me. Like, this is Ashley being like, oh, no, I am, like, a a, a pop star. I have a voice. And also, she had become this, like, fashion girl at this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love when somebody randomly becomes, like, a, like becomes a fashion girl. Because then that's a whole nother, like, element to your career. It's a whole different thing. Stuff
0: by Hilary Duff. <laughs> Very that. Oh, yeah. Yes. No. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that you just brought up stuff by Hillary Duff. My, I just had
1: that so Raven moment. Did you see that? I like completely disconnected. I saw you.
0: I wish <laughs> the, the readers could see you though no. to see the to see the zoom in on your eyeball that I saw. <laughs> yeah. Also, just for you guys know that I love a tacky zoom
1: background. <laughs> and right now I'm leaving a club with Paris, Lindsay, and Ashley. Paris looks ravaged by alcohol and cocaine and um, Lindsay is fresh-faced and, de- and like dewy and still has her ginger hair and Ashley is just like one of the girls like she's hanging out she's uh she's one of the girls for a night out
0: yeah this was Lindsay's um I'm still a ginger but a dark like auburny ginger right I really, I really liked that phase of hair for her.
1: You almost have her exact hair color right now, by the way. Oh my gosh!
0: Thank you. So <laughs> You're so like much. describing your own hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm telling the truth, Lindsay Lohan is is my hair inspiration. I went to I went to the stylist last year. I was bored and I was like, I am going to dye my hair, um, but I'm not going to go blonde because that's cliche for a white gay man to go blonde. Right. And so. I, you know what? I channeled Lindsay Lohan, which is a different cliche, but not one that resonates with Gen Z, so I was fine. You know, that's actually iconic, because it's like, you really have to be a certain kind of
1: person to pull off, like, bold red hair, and it's really good. It's a good red.
0: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> <gasps> well, let's um get into the first single of this iconic, iconic album. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on Boyfriend. Tell me everything.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted to um, discuss a few of the logistics before we talked about Boyfriend, though. Sure. Um, Well, one, I'm a chart nerd. I like to know how things do, how they perform. Mm -hmm. Um, This album was a number one album for her. It's huge. which, Which is great. And it's funny that it was kind of considered a flop, Um, but it sold like 220,000 in the first week. It's huge. That's, that's really big. Imagine if something like that happened right now, you know what I mean? Like it would be a deal. It, It happens sometimes, but it would be a really big deal. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to just talk about that, that it still did really well, uh, regarding, uh, the charts. Um, now... I read a really interesting review though too. I also love, I love critic reviews because I think that they, I think they don't age well. I think that a critic can review something and then a year later, it means something different to people. um, And then imagine that 10 years later, right? Right. So Rolling Stone uh, gave it a, one and a half out of five stars are you that is so petty oh my god this is this is the quote that really got me when i was reading through this uh called the album a collection of 11 soulless tunes that fail to even qualify as guilty pleasures and said that in venturing to offer something for everyone simpson offers nothing for anyone honestly
1: that to me is just a real like It's, like, this is how we used to sort of discard women, especially, like, young girls back in the day.
0: Like, that's such an unnecessary review. They could have said, like, see, like, Blender said it was a sophomore slump, which I was, like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to. It's soulless and offers nothing for anyone because 220,000 people bought it and all of these teen girls and young gay men were clearly still loving it.
1: Yeah. And it had big singles. Like, Boyfriend was a huge single. L-O-V-E was a big single. And it performed and charted. Like, you can't just be like, Mm -hmm. nobody likes it. Pack it up and close the books. It's like, you're a fucking music publication.
0: Yeah, you can acknowledge that it's not a smash hit like the first one. Yeah. it's. But uh, yeah, I just, that one really took me out. I was not expecting to read that. I think the early 2000s and, spe- and like specifically were really um, ruthless in what people said, uh, you know, in general, but specifically with the, uh, the album reviews, they were pretty bad. They still are. I'm not, I'm not going to say that they aren't, but it's really cutting to read it now as an adult. Um, whenever I didn't really read uh, album reviews as much when I was younger. Now mm-hmm. I do, especially for prior albums
1: for sure yeah old album reviews especially that was perfect because Rolling Stone is like the co-host of this podcast basically honestly um, yeah especially your Christina series <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah what would that have even been without Rolling Stone honestly that just read five pages of, of quotes from every Rolling Stone <laughs> <gasps> five pages of Christina going through the drive through at McDonald's in a limo <laughs> um well you have to tell me your thoughts on Boyfriend. Like, is this a song that, first of all, tell me, obviously I wanna know like, what you thought of it back then and everything, but like, is it a song that holds up to you? Yeah, I think
0: I like it more now, to be honest with you. <clears throat> me too. Uh, most of all, I didn't understand what she was saying when I was younger. Um, not, not even like the meaning of the song. Like, I don't think she was enunciating well in the chorus. And so, <laughs> I thought she was saying, I dance to your boyfriend. <laughs> which is even more scandalous if you think about it because I, it's, I thought that this was about like a guy noticing her who was taken and her just being like not my problem and like <laughs> ro- which like it kind of also is uh, but just not so on the nose you know what I mean um, <laughs> but yeah no it holds up for me I liked it when I was younger but I didn't really get what was happening and then the context helped when I got a little bit older and also reading the lyrics. <laughs> right? I love that you thought I, it was I'm dancing to
1: your boyfriend. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's iconic. I'm dancing to your boyfriend. <laughs> right?
0: I, I can't. I can't. And, and Ashley Simpson dancing is already weird. So imagine a lot of jiggles,
1: yeah. a lot of wiggles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <Yeah>. Um <laughs> yeah. Little hand things. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I what about you?
1: I love this song. I I think it's such a strong album opener. It's such a strong first single. And I just I, I really specifically remember this. Um I mean, I thought this song was really catchy and stuff when it came out, and I really liked it. But I mostly just remember like the visual element of this song. I remember the music video and the making the video, and this was Ashley's like introduction as a fashion girl. And I remember it being a big deal with my friends that she was wearing like like punky, edgy, skinny jeans and stilettos. Like I remember that being like a moment.
0: Ooh. Yeah, ooh, that just unlocked something for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I remember my friends being like, wait a minute, you can wear stilettos with skinny jeans, and the whole, everybody's world opened up. Um, And I just thought it was really smart as far as marketing, too, to open the album with this, like, sort of tabloidy, you know, very, like, you know, of the moment song, and even if the song wasn't great, which it was, but even if it wasn't, it would have been talked about because of the like the Lindsay Lohan element of the story. Like it was, it had so much free press because-
0: it Driver's license or driver's license, you know what I mean? Totally, absolutely. And, and Lindsay Lohan's umpteenth love triangle. <laughs> right, I know, <laughs>
1: seriously. And this was like, I mean, the Wilmer years. This is like when everybody wanted to be with fucking Wilmer and like everybody, if you were on the cusp of turning 18, you were with Wilmer. There's a, there's a chance that you were. (laughs) If your 18th birthday was next year, you probably had a moment with Wilmer.
0: I'm just Oh my gosh, he's such a groomer. He's so gross,
1: but also so annoyingly hot.
0: I know. I'm like, why do you have to be so attractive? But like, I can't do it. I know. He's disgusting. Um, Yeah.
1: And yeah, I just remembered like that 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 like tabloidy element being huge for the song. Like I was just like so locked into that story and like waiting to see how people would respond and the back and forth. And I'll never forget her like going on TRL and talking about it and being like, like it can be a song about anything, and like not like owning it. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's so stupid oh my god but no it's great and the music video was really fun to revisit i just watched it this morning
0: yeah yeah so so speaking of of this song and and knowing you now um Mm -hmm. the very beginning where she does a little (laughs) um do you consider that a squeak or not okay (laughs) well obviously i wanted to
1: talk to you about this okay so this is a mostly squeakless album I will say I know I know and that hurts me there are it's more of a like there are a lot of groans there are a lot of moans (laughs) there are a lot of rasps but there are a few squeaks do you know what I'm saying I can't even collect myself
0: because you know that there are a lot of moans there's a lot of like sensual sounds there's a. I was gonna say um, groans for sure, and um, when I say groan, though, I don't mean it always in the in the actual definition of groan. I mean it as uh, a growl and a moan together.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth. Honestly, mm-hmm. yes, it's like a raspy, like <laughs> like I have. I actually I'm gonna cut that out. Uh, Wait, how far are we had? Um, however many minutes, and Troy, cut that out. Um, <laughs> but no, it's not. There are no like fun squeaks, which hurts me. But I do love those weird those weird sounds at the beginning of the song.
0: I do too. They they were always something that I remembered. And you know, when when there's something like that in a song, an element of that in a song, I always want to know what happened in the studio. It's it's reminiscent of you know whenever especially like hip-hop and rap um whenever there's like you know uh in in the background like uh like a like a like a woman like especially like in the early 2000s um <laughs> like were they like okay like Jessica come here and then they were like okay now moan into the mic and she was like Jessica that I'm sorry that was the first name that came to mind but I'm not talking about Jessica whatever girl came in woman came in and they're like okay moan and she was like and they're like no I need a little more feeling next
1: time like can you pinch your arm and then record the reaction into the mic go ow Ow. (laughs) and then they would put a bunch of weird like like studio shit over the moan to make it sound like really intense or weird
0: (laughs) cut all of this out all literally
1: this. this is this whole podcast is not gonna you, you won't it won't see the light of day by the way <laughs> this is yeah this is after dark because you're not gonna right. it's not gonna air yeah this is a 40 dollar patreon exclusive you have to be a v- <laughs> vip
0: exclusive member on patreon it's a 100 dollar episode oh my gosh um but anyway uh, all that to say i love i love her noise in the beginning it's iconic
1: yeah it's great it's it's something only Ashley could do and I wish that we like I I miss it um let's talk about in another life
0: yeah I love this song you do okay tell me everything I love this song it reminds me of like 14 other songs that are named in another life um there's a there's a Veronica song that has a little bit of a different tone, but the same message that I really like called In Another Life. This is also um, the other thing about this album is that it is essentially Lindsay Lohan's sophomore album. They are they're the same album. I yeah. it, like they're, they're spiritual cousins. I wish that there wasn't drama between them because they could have like they could have kind of. You know, Ashley was selling more records than Lindsay, even though Lindsay was more famous. So that's weird. But mm-hmm. I, um, they really could have had something here. Anyway, all that to say, uh, Lindsay Lohan has a song called um, "Black Hole," and uh, it's not the same message. But I think they are, um, they are both sides of the same coin, right? It's kind totally. of the opposite, but it's the same feeling that it um, evokes.
1: That's actually, yeah, that's, this is, this is Lindsay's, I mean, this is Lindsay. I didn't really think about that, but this does sound like Lindsay's sophomore album.
0: That's A little more personal, in parentheses, raw, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: Um, so In Another Life is a song that I forget I like, and then when it plays, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this, and then the chorus happens, and I'm like,
0: oh, bitch, oh, I like the verses too. I just really, I like this song. It's a cliche, um, but I like it. It works for me.
1: It's really fun to sing. It's it's got good, like, um, like a call and response. You know what I mean? Very that. It's very rock hands,
0: tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) But like, sensitive side. Sensitive side of that.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's It's a limp wrist rock hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm gay, and I'm yeah. edgy. And I love rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you that I think it's it's placed, and it's oddly placed on the album. I don't think it should
0: be. This this is, should be, like, um, post-middle of the album stride. I'm slowing down. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah,
1: like, showing a different side of myself. This is not a second this is a weird song to put at the sec as number two and be like, this is what the album's going to sound like. Cause it kind of doesn't really, doesn't no,
0: like think the theme of the album. Yeah. I figured like L O V E or coming back for more would have made more sense for the first part of the, of the album. Yeah. Um, that's kind of
1: all I have to say about it, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't love it.
0: Okay. I really like it, but I get why someone wouldn't love it. It sometimes just like filler songs really hit me. You know what I mean? Girls
1: you know that I I speak to that. Fuck. <laughs> um again, oddly placed, beautifully broken.
0: Three, the third song? I so I never seek this song out, mm-hmm. obviously. I um I don't hate it. Sometimes I play it. Most times I'll play it. Uh, half of the time I will play it. Um, but this one, this one's about SNL, right? hmm Yeah. So what's the, give us the, give us the background, expert.
1: Oh, God. Well, this is a, so this is a, I call this an, this is a trauma album, right? This is an album about like all the things yeah. that you guys, that you watched me go through last year um this is Ashley's sort of like pop punk stripped if you will uh and yeah this song is about SNL it's about you know it's like it's a real like sticks and stones moment you know and like I think even though it's not a song that I like would seek out at all like I've never been like I've got to hear Beautifully Broken before
0: I go into work you know what I mean like I as I want to know do you think anyone has said that (laughs) no i really do not
1: okay i can't fathom that somebody's like oh i gotta listen to beautiful broken real quick like someone hey listeners might prove us wrong though that's true and if you are listening to this and this is like your favorite song on this album or you had a moment with it i would love to hear about it because it's a good song i mean let's be like it's a very decent very very decent sort of like rocky ballad and um yeah that's kind of all I have to say about it. To be honest, I mean it's, it's a, and it's sad. It's a really sad song.
0: Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not the the third song on an or third track on an album song. It didn't make any sense.
1: It's really really odd, and I think that that can really ruin the yeah. experience that you have with a song when it's not placed right. Like this should be towards the end when things are like you said when things are slowing down. Yeah, it's. It's, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Beautifully Broken. I'm with you. This is a moment that we're, we're about to have a moment.
0: But now, yeah, this is, if you're unaware of what's coming up next, you better, you're listening in the car, you better grip that steering wheel. Girl, will you be my girl for life? Girl
1: for life. (laughs) (laughs) L-O-V-E.
0: Tell me everything. Well, this joins an iconic lineup of songs that teach you how to spell a word. Mm. So I am all about that from, you know, from the get go. Generally yeah. it like, not only if the, if the title has the, you know, the letters, the acronym, um, but if it actually spells out the word, I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm already 45% sold that I'm. Going yeah. um, <laughs> and, you know, i I'll, I'm going to let you launch into this cause I know you have strong feelings, but one thing i have to say is when she says hello it just sounds like she's trying to be british hello 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 v e hello
1: hello <laughs> wait okay do you remember this music video did you have you ever seen this one
0: yeah okay. yeah what what um um oh gosh it's leaving me now they had a, like a cell phone that was like prominently featured in this yes. didn't they
1: yes and she does like a like she like spells L-O-V-E with her fingers. you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I. Okay, so do you remember the first time you saw this? I do not, but I want to know if you did.
1: I actually do because of her hair. Mm. I remember her because of her hair, because this was like the very, very beginning. And I really honestly think, because Ashley was really spearheading hair moments at this, like from the black box dye onward with the red and the blonde, like all of the different looks, they were moments in time. Like she was giving hair magazine at the salon, fantasy tease, darling. And I remember this fucking haircut (laughs) bleached out Bob. And then the front was like long on one side. And the hat. (laughs) Right, the pimp hat. Yeah. (laughs) This was a moment. This song for me, I'm gonna tell you what the song represents for me. Okay. And I feel bold. I feel comfortable saying this now. This song for me represents being underage and drunk with my friends, like when their parent, like somebody's parents, are out of town, and we like scammed ourselves into a bottle of liquor, and it's the middle of the day, and we're drunk, and scream singing this song. Like this to me, just like.
0: This is a scream singing teenage song, yeah. And but so, yes, it sounds like they're having a girls' night, which is more adult than they were allowed to do. But the very opening line is so confusing to me. All oh, my girls stand in a circle, clap your hands. This is for you. I'm like, what are they doing? Is this a seance? Is this a middle school <laughs> dance? Are they at church camp? I don't know. But I just imagine all like doing that, like hands overhead, head, like skinny white girl dance thing that, yeah. that, you know, was a popular thing. Where they're like, <laughs> she's like, We invoke Minnow, we
1: call to the watchtowers of the East. And the <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ashley's like singing with a bird in a cage.
0: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm logging out. I, that that just brought so many things that i'm passionate about together um just like lesbian culture um witch things like witch stuff. Stuff.
1: i love this fucking song so much and yeah it's very i mean it's it's definitely like and ironically holla batgirl came out the same year
0: yeah i got a lot of comparisons to that yeah
1: so like that's wild and yeah it was just a fun time to uh To spell out words
0: in songs, it was fine. Do you do you think that? Well, okay, a couple of hypothetical questions about this song Mm -hmm. because I think this song is should have been a smash hit because of all the elements. It was a little bit shorter, so it's it's easy to play on the radio. It would have been good for streaming now. So I'm just wondering, do you think it would have been a bigger hit if it were released at a different time and or and you'll just have to be honest with yourself here, and or it were released by a different artist?
1: Oof. Um so the, the first problem is that you're asking me to be honest with myself and this whole podcast it hinges on my delusion. It's so delusion. that might <laughs> that might be an issue. No, um I definitely <laughs> think <laughs> I definitely think that it would have been a much bigger hit later especially because hollaback girl was such a major pop culture moment and they, like you said the comparisons were like all over the place yeah. i do think had this come out later it would have been a much different story um i don't know and you're right it, i mean i do remember it getting radio play but i yeah just don't Got more radio boyfriend um in my part of the world okay yeah, because I remember, so in my high school, they used to play, um, in between classes, they would play the radio, like, in the hallway, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember this song would be on all the time, like, all, like, yeah.
0: Were you, like, in the splits, like, popping it in between classes?
1: <laughs> no, like, fully walking to class, it would like, in, on a handstand in the were splits. You... <laughs> were you
0: wearing skinny jeans and stilettos, be honest? Yeah. <laughs> at the moment I had a bleached out bob and the front was really long I would die to see you with that hair I'm not, I don't know what I would you give, kind of but I-
1: you kind of are honestly
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the zoom background everyone that's what he.
1: yeah This Paris's body is being held up behind me as she like <laughs> staggers through the streets um but no yeah I mean this is a great this is a great single this is a great like I don't know I mean, I think that this was like a fall album. I remember reading something about September. This would have been a good summer song.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. I think that there was just some timing things with this. It could have been way bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? the vibe of autobiography, but I wonder if this were the single instead of La La, what would have happened with oh, autobiography? Wow. Yeah. Oh, why'd you do that? It's not the same vibe. And so it wouldn't have fit, but something like this instead of La La, a little a little dancier, I don't know. Damn. I I this
1: is where my mind is. Well this is where my mind will be for the next probably eight years, honestly, you just ruined my (laughs) life. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm really excited to talk about this next song. It's one of my favorites, coming back for more. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So this is like easily one of my favorite Ashley songs just in general of her entire career. Um, It's a huge standout moment for me. It's probably one of the most, like if there was like a number to each song of how many times I've listened to all of them, this would be really high. This week's episode is sponsored by Helix, who I am forever indebted to for correcting my lifelong struggles with sleep. I don't know about you, but I'm obsessed with sleeping through the night and falling into a deep, deep rim sleep almost immediately, because you're at such a max level of comfort. I'm obsessed with little things like that. Helix is a sleep quiz that takes about two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress made just for you. Helix is very aware of the fact that it makes no sense to spend a bunch of money on a random mattress made for some random person who isn't you, that has a totally different body type than you, it's a fool's game. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you can guarantee will be perfect for your body. And for that alone, we can't help but to worship the doll. Helix also understands that every person is unique. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And they have Helix Plus, which is a mattress made for the plus size folks. I took the helix quiz and got matched with the helix plus which i love because it's just firm enough but not so firm that i feel like i'm sleeping in a jail so if you're in the market for a mattress go ahead and take the quiz order the mattress you're matched to and it comes right to your door shipped for free and you'll never need to visit a mattress store again which in 2021 just doesn't sound like the greatest thing to do helix is awesome but you do not have to take my word for it friend. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com dunzo. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, I promise you. They have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it, but I can guarantee you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at HelixSleep.com/slash/Dunzo, it would have been such a fun single, and I just think it's so it's so fun to sing, and it's so catchy, and I love the lyrics. I love the the instrument, even the instrumental in the song is really fun. After the breakdown, and it's just
0: the guitar, it's it yeah. it hits really hard for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I really liked this song. Um, I, I don't, I I can't remember back whenever I had the album, um, you know, whenever it first came out, I don't remember if I sought this song out or not, but I know I never skipped it. I really liked it. It's just not one that was like front of mind for me.
1: Totally. I get that. Yeah. It's like you forget about it almost until it happens.
0: I think it was the placement. I think it was weird. And, and, the middle of this album is I don't know how I feel about it always um and so I think that it was after L-O-V-E and it was before like when the album really gets like gritty for me um toward the end mm-hmm. so I um I think it was too close to dancing alone which I'll talk about how I feel in a moment but um it was just kind of like
1: sure I, I get it Oh, I totally get that, and I agree with you. What you said earlier, I
0: think that this should have been. This should have been the second track. Yes, yeah. one thousand percent. Because you come off of boyfriend, and you're like, "Yeah, like f those girls." I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't dance to your boyfriend, and then all of a sudden, it's just like <laughs> in another life. Even though I right. love that. One.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could have at least been third. I mean, it's like it's wild that this, and yeah, this has like boyfriend vibes like that feels like it's part of the same collection (laughs) um yeah i just i don't know i don't know what it is about this song i and i love there's something about the the like bass in the background that like i (laughs) love it i love it so much i wish that this song had uh i wish i would like pay for the the music video for this like i would like fund it myself
0: it'd be very low budget Right now, where she's post nose job, she's got kids. We're like Ashley, I need, I need this to be uh, a music video. Thank you.
1: Please, like, please, can we cut your hair into a bob again? Please. <laughs>
0: You're like, I will pay you 165 dollars to make
1: this. Movie. <laughs> you have 75 bucks with your name written on it, gal. Are you
0: <laughs> <not>? <laughs> okay. But- I think it's really strong. I think that um, it could have been a single. If, it, if if the vibes are a little bit different in this era and you know she wasn't shrouded in controversy, she could have released this as the third single. And I'm going to say one of the slower songs for her fourth single, but I'm not going to say which one.
1: Okay. All right. Did you see my eyes just
0: now? Again, <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. rats or raven eyes gotta throw it out there and I gotta I gotta tease you gotta tease Ugh,
1: okay can we talk about dancing alone please yeah for the love of everything holy in this world can we talk do you about have strong- things the strongest
0: oh okay go I want to hear
1: this is my favorite Ashley Simpson song
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that I need you <laughs> I need you to walk me through that um, I I don't I don't want to like yuck someone's yum. Um, but this is an interesting choice for me, so, like, that rationale.
1: Okay, so, um, let me just start by saying that I'm pretty sure Dancing Alone has been on every, like, random music play- playlist I've made since 2005. Um, it is, I like, it's just a major standout moment for me, and it gives me, there, so this album has some 80s moments some 80s -hmm. kind of like promy moments and this gives me very like if Carly Rae Jepsen had like a pop punk moment it's just got good like 80s sense it's dancey it's catchy I love the way her voice sounds in it and I also love sad girl pop
0: I well yeah that makes sense same (laughs)
1: like even just the title dancing alone and like her just repeating over and over that she's dancing by herself like it's just i it's i i i couldn't have dreamt a better song honestly um and i just love the lyrics i wrote some of them down okay uh i love so here i am looking pretty for you it's just so 80s they come and go but no one else here will do so i'm dancing alone dreaming solo because your love is the one worth waiting for. It's just like heaven. Like it almost gives me Blondie vibes.
0: Um, it's giving me more like Molly Ringwald if she were um, choosing a, a song to walk to her locker to. Oh, oh Goosebumps. <laughs> um, so this is a song where it comes on because I'm listening to the rest of the album and it takes me a second to like warm up and get into it. Even though I really like um, it's Friday night. I feel all right. I like, <laughs> I'm a song says that. I'm like, I've heard this 50 times and I like it every time. Um, but I feel like the, the tone changes a little bit because she's like, nothing's going to hold me back. I'm doing fine. Um, it's my life. Nobody's going to bring me down, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, I'm dancing alone. I'm looking pretty for you. I'm like, what do you want, Ashley? <laughs> right. What do you want this song to be? Because yeah. I'm I'm confused. I like it, but it sounds like two songs that she'd written like parts to were like smushed together.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. It's like, are you sad or happy? Are you sad or independent, gal? Which one is it?
0: Yeah, but I do like when she says, I'm so hot, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, let's
1: actually lean into that for a second because that's a good example of a good moan a good Mm. groany moment where it's not a squeak but it's like a a sensual like do you know what i mean i think i think there was squeak
0: adjacent here though
1: yeah this is probably the closest we get to a real good a good solid squeak for sure that is one of my that's my favorite part of the song though in the background when the synth is really loud and it's like oh god it's so i'm gonna listen to it as soon as we're done recording
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I I love that part because I'm also like, I don't get it. I don't get how this fits into the song, but it's fun. <laughs> this is a Frankenstein song. I'm sorry. I like it. I don't dislike it at all. But this is like Dr. Frankenstein was like, Bleh. yeah. If Let's Dr. with Shanks or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right though.
1: It is. It's a. It's a bunch of different songs meshed up, and I don't necessarily. Well, maybe I don't know. I was gonna say I don't know if it fits with the rest of the theme of the album. But the album does have, like, there are a lot of random 80s moments, which I wish that the whole album was just that. Like, I wish that this was just her emotion because it wants to go there, but it doesn't always go there. And it's like, it kind of veers off sometimes and goes into, like, a weird rock element. But, like, it wants to be an 80s album.
0: Yeah, it... it um This is an Identity Crisis album. You called it a trauma album. I think that there were inconsistencies um but I don't think it's bad I don't think I don't think it's as strong sonically and as uh, autobiography mm-hmm. but I think that there are some great moments on here that didn't deserve to be just like fully crapped on it's like honestly
1: I know that I say this every time I talk about her but it's just so insane to think about what her whole career would have been like had that one like second moment I know that insignificant moment not happened and it just meant so much to people like it was so it like really affected people in a way that was like girl, what are you going through like it's not that deep yeah I don't
0: it makes no sense to me
1: that how many
0: people's careers are but others oh man, I'm gonna get cancelled um but like Ariana grande can kind of do whatever she wants at this point and she's still going to do well you know Mm -hmm. what I mean there are so many other artists where they like have one mistake and like fully canceled like the world was ready to just be done with Britney Spears like fully Mm -hmm. like oh she has personal struggles like no and then she's out with this groundbreaking album that literally changed the face of pop music and no one knew that it was about to do that and then it did and so people were like oh okay like whatever like she's fine i guess yeah like another hit album after that right like an actual commercial hit album um but then ashley was just like (sighs) i mean it's not like not like ashley's like a top tier like pop artist that is like changing the game or anything but like right she did good fun things she had a niche that she worked with she had an angle that she worked with you Mm know and my sister and I have my own sound and she really does like Jessica Simpson and Ashley Simpson do not have the same sound right and so like she got a she got an unfair deal
1: yeah and I think that like looking back now because we're obviously much wiser now it's like people used to make fun of her for not wanting to be like, hypersexual and, like, a classic pop girl, and mm-hmm. it's, like, well, looking back, it's, like, well, because she saw what it did to her. like, it ravaged her sister, like, it tore yeah. her sister to shreds, and it's actually, I mean, obviously, she had her dad to thank for being able to just, kind of, do whatever she wanted, you know, but it's also wild that she, as a teenager, had enough, like, wherewithal to be, like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna, try and pretend to be Britney Spears like I'm not because a girl in her position it's like what else would you do you know
0: and also could you imagine Ashley Simpson with like her voice and her personality trying to be (laughs) like a Britney (laughs) or Christina no like literally being
1: like a Willa Ford because you know she'd be one of the C tier girls (laughs) oh no no you know that's true she would be like a like a fucking she'd be like on a mall tour with Samantha Mumba
0: I was just thinking Samantha Mumba, I'm not joking, I cannot believe you just said that, that <laughs> album is a pop, though, don't get me started, started. we'll have our Samantha Mumba moment, it's, it's so dope. I bring her up so much on this podcast, I, that, I listened to that album a lot, because I'm just, quick story, I uh, checked it out from my local library, the CD, and <laughs> I um, ripped it to my computer, and uh-huh. then I just, like, had it, and so I was like, well, I have this, so I'm gonna, is that illegal? I don't know. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I just, like, I love that you slid the Samantha Mumbo CD across the counter at your local library, and <laughs> <laughs> the library was like, what? Yeah. I was
0: like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. um, I'm anxious
0: to hear your thoughts on burning up. there are moments that i like of this song um but i don't need to hear her go "Ah, ah,
1: ah, ah."
0: i don't i don't need it i'm sorry it's so weird i just like like, gotten rid of this track
1: i hate when i tell you i hate this song like it is one you know when like after many many years of skipping a song it's almost like your body instinctively knows, like you get this weird, like, oh, I don't listen to this song. I never listen to it. Like, I skip it. I can't, I listened to this song today, all the way through, probably for the first time in at least, I'd say probably 10 years. Um, I also had deleted it from my track listing, so I had to download it again so that I could be fair to this episode. Um it's a it's a weird. 70s porn funk
0: moment so I like to torture myself and sometimes when I revisit albums like I make myself listen to them like in in full mm-hmm, unless mm-hmm. It's totally atrocious and I can't do it um this isn't totally atrocious to me because I have my terrible taste sometimes <laughs> um but this is this is not it. Like this is like a um this is a I'm horny but I'm not gonna sleep with you song that we didn't need from her because we already got that like she wasn't trying to like portray this back and forth. She was just like singing whatever and being angsty. Um, but to say goodnight, the time's not right. So say goodnight before I die. And then she's like, I'm burning up for you. Like
1: it's like Ugh. it's just so Sometimes it honestly feels like a parody, like it yeah. feels like an SNL like porn song, even down to the like.
0: I really the Seinfeld really, the theme. Um, I really like the um, I really like the music though. I feel like if there if there were different lyrics on top of the on top of the track, it would have been fine because I feel like the like the the funk is like fun,
1: um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. but. The, I didn't need anything else (laughs) no um yeah actually you know what i wrote that
1: in my notes and i i said i can admit that there are fun elements to this song the background music is pretty cool um yeah it's like you know once you get through like the first two and a half minutes of the song then you're kind of like huh huh but then it's like
0: over and and then she sings the chorus again and again where she's just like oh like i don't need it (laughs) right yeah it's a lot it's
1: it's a skip for me actually it's a full delete for me let's be honest um let's talk about catch me when i fall you love this
0: song new york's hottest nightclub is catch me when i fall <laughs> the reason i said that is because i put my hands together as if in prayer um but i I love this song. I love an Ashley Simpson piano moment. I feel like she is made for a smoky, just like party with like rich white people where they're just like sitting on the piano and like drinking too much while the kids are upstairs and <laughs> yeah. the nannies watching them while the like the parents are getting just obliterated in the the 30s or something. You know what I mean? Like totally she that's this is where she thrives
1: yeah this is this is a really this is a standout moment for me it's very like I don't know it's just it's really good another trauma song this one I think is a more direct response to SNL and I remember you know a lot of people don't talk about the fact that she actually went back
0: on SNL I don't I don't remember it and I tried to find if you can send me a video, I tried to find a video of her performing the second time on SNL, and it was nearly impossible to find. Unless I'm just terrible at the internet,
1: um, yeah. I'll try. I go see if I can find it for you. It's probably on like Daily Motion or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I'm going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's really really good. And when she was on Watch What Happens Live recently, she talked. She didn't talk about the song directly, but she did bring it up. And Andy, because Andy asked, like, would you ever go back on SNL? And she was like, I did. And she actually fucking killed this performance. She was, if, if memory serves, I remember her being barefoot. And I remember there being a piano moment. And I remember it just being very, very what you said. It was very like cigarette holder lace gloves. I mean, honestly, it was really, really good. This is a great fucking song. And you're right, yeah. it does, it lends itself to her, the, her voice. Like, this is, like, the best she sounds, really.
0: Yeah, because I think that this was written in a way where it didn't do anything to, like, overextend her, like, pieces of me where she had to literally scream. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I don't think that, I don't think that she has, like, a super thin voice, you know what I mean? I don't think she has a super powerful voice. I think she, like, I think she can, like, project well. But I think so many of her songs are written in a way where she has to, like, pop a blood vessel to hit the note. And this one isn't. It's just, like, it's tame. But it also, like, shows shows a little bit of the depth to her voice.
1: Yeah, it gets to, like... It's cool because she gets to go into those really deep, sort of, like, brown liquor moments, you know? (laughs) it's like it's it's very it's very brown liquor on the rocks and you're right like that's why i never understood why they released lala as a single because it's like who the fuck can sing that more or less a girl that already has like a raspy in and out voice like hemorrhoids like (laughs) (laughs) right it's true um and the lyrics are great i actually wrote down some of the lyrics of this one too because uh, this song is also, aside from being a response to SNL, it's like a response to fame and how sort of uh, empty it is. Mm-hmm. And she said, when the show is over and it's empty everywhere, it's hard to face going back alone. So I walk around the city, anything anything to clear my head. I've got nowhere to go, nowhere but home. It may seem I have everything, but everything means nothing when the ride that you've been on, that you're coming off, leaves you feeling lost. That's mm-hmm. profound. I'm sorry but that's a profound statement.
0: I also like the way that she says nowhere she does a little um oh gosh I'm so terrible at knowing actual technical musical terms but she goes no I'm yes, like, yes. And
1: her voice is so well, raspy a riff,
0: right yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah this is great this is yeah this is a song I feel like I appreciate
0: much more as like then I'm like older I'm sorry Troy is that a whiteboard behind you and do I see written Ashley Simpson is the queen of blue-eyed soul. That's so weird believe that you just snuck that in. <gasps> um, let me change my Zoom background real quick. <laughs> Can you get a shirt that says that and wear it in public and see if people are like... <laughs> um, yes,
1: absolutely. I actually... Uh, I was looking online at like old... It was like looking at this like vintage t-shirt shop like on Instagram and they had some old Ashley tour shirts and I was like, bitch like literally don't you dare i'll pay anything (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk about i am me
0: oh oh yeah oh i live for this song this is a song that i will go to and listen to yeah I love, I love whenever like (laughs) a privileged celebrity is like, I'm going to release my gritty rock song and just, you know, talk about how I'm authentic. And (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am your target demographic. I know exactly who I am and you know who you are and we are meeting in the middle, but you don't know who you are because otherwise you wouldn't release a song like this, but I love it. I eat it up. I like pour it, pour it in a bowl. I'll lap it up like an alley cat, like in La La. And <laughs> I want it. I want it all. That's that's what I have to say. So I'll see myself out.
1: Wait, speaking of licking it up like a, like an alley cat, can we talk about the fact that I had to tell you that that song was about sex in our text?
0: <laughs> no, you were, listen.
1: You are so Pollyanna.
0: No, listen, listen. I knew that it was like about that, but I was like, is she? Is she? just talking about like oh i want a guy like i'm i'm burning up for him like this you know, <laughs> song or whatever or he's just like this is this, i'm literally talking about the act yeah anyway, don't don't paint me in a different light than i am <gasps> i was what? like mr chambly this is she's giving you raunch is what she's in doing. france we <laughs> do things so differently you know what i mean <laughs> right
1: um no i am me is like so i am me has one of my favorite pop tropes that i'd love to talk to oh, you about.
0: okay 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 <laughs> um
1: i love a pop song that's written in quotes about a relationship but it's also a thinly veiled
0: uh message to the media oh okay 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 yep it's what, very give, britney yeah c- give me some other
1: examples um, Britney's Oops album has a lot of examples of this where it's like, like what you see is what you get is a good example of like
0: exactly where my brain went.
1: Yep. Right. Where it's like, this is in quotes, a song about a boyfriend who's like, you know, doesn't let me be myself. But this is really about Britney telling the media I can wear my, my skirts as short as I want them. I can wear my jeans as low as I want them to go. And you ain't gonna stop me. Um, <laughs> I love that. And this is definitely very like, you know, this is this is Ashley's, like, middle finger to Rolling Stone, basically, you know? Good. I hope that they heard it. <laughs> me too. I hope it's still hurting them.
0: Yeah, it's not soulless, okay, Rolling Stone?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, this is great. This is, like, also, sometimes, by the way, I use my, the cord on my headphones as hair. I know. And, and you see me do that, and it's, like, wild that you haven't said anything. Um. <laughs> no but i am me also lends itself to ashley's obsession with hole because she sounds like she's pretending to be courtney love in this song Mm -hmm. and it's great she does a really good pop
0: punk impression of courtney love put this on a scale yeah this song is aggressive but like as aggressive as ashley simpson can be but like i'm here for it like i wanted to be at the rehearsals where she's just like jamming out to this and like really feeling it like feeling like a real musician because she is i mean like she she's like she she writes her you know her stuff and that's that's like her musicianship everybody's musicianship is different but i just really want to like be there to like like it but also kind of make fun of her in my brain but also like get it you know what i mean that's the safe that's the that's the perfect place to
1: be like that's where you should be you know, to understand the camp, but also be like, but no, this
0: is some real shit. But also, this is ridiculous. um fact, Like that Rolling Stone review said that there's no guilty pleasures, and a like, song like "I Am Me" exists. I don't know. It's absurd. Some Lindsay fucking hate them to write
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say some old white guy wrote that. And yeah, oh, and the can we talk about the fucking end of the song the Whoa,
0: whoa, are you kidding? and whoa. I mean that is that's that 90s post grunge, like it's like a softer version, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh
1: Oh, that's the that's the that's the best that's the closest we get to a traditional squeak. At the end, uh-huh. which is whoa. I'm going to make a compilation of every time you and I have tried to mimic Ashley Squeak each time thinking it'll be the moment and that'll
0: be the <laughs> whole episode. Did that be the teaser to this episode? It's just, that's going... <laughs> We're back! <laughs> oh my
1: God. Um, okay, and also, by the way, I just the last thing to say about this song before I move on from it is like, it's perfect right after... Um, Catch Me When I Fall. Because it's like, it just wakes you up. And that song is so sort of like, woe is me, whatever. And then this one is the
0: complete, total opposite. The end of the album is the most cohesive, even though those songs are juxtapositioned, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I I love the last bit of the album so much.
1: Oh, well, then I'm excited to hear your thoughts on Eyes Wide Open. Because this is like such a unique song. I
0: love this song
1: okay tell me everything
0: <laughs> so I didn't know what it was about until I was researching for this um pot. I didn't know that it was about a ghost mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really don't know a ton about about that subject like if why she was feeling she was haunted like uh, maybe you have more insight there but I always just liked this song because, um, it just hit, you know, I had no idea what it was about ever. I didn't even right. assume it about anything to be honest with you, but I, um, it just, I don't know. It was like, uh, it, it was giving me like a fly leaf, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. So I really liked it
1: okay well so this song actually is a really dark internet history oh okay Educate. it's really it's really it's super dark but we have to talk about it because it actually became a part of the legacy of the song so there was an internet rumor i don't know where it started or like how it blew up but it became like a thing that this song was about a sexual assault oh gosh
0: here i am i'm like i love this song <laughs>
1: no but like I mean nobody will I mean, will never know if that was the case but like it was rumored on the internet very heavily that this song was about Ashley witnessing a sexual assault in her family and then people like alluded it to being about Papa Joe and it had all of these really dark like teenage message board theories behind it and it it actually became like such a moment that Ashley had to call into TRL and explain, the reason people know that the song is about a ghost is because Ashley had to call into TRL and confirm what the song was about. And they did, did it- This moment. Oh well, my- because they did it in this very sort of like, you know, and Ashley, hey, by the way, there's this other really cool track on your album called Eyes Wide Open. What's that one about? And she had to be like, oh, it's about a ghost in my house. You know what I mean? They tried to like put a bow on it and really make it, you know, make it nice. But it was like the internet had created this theory that this song was about Joe being a creep. And yeah, it's just, it's it, that, like I hadn't thought about that until today. And I was like, holy fuck. I remember waiting with bated breath for Ashley's call into TRL to confirm the truth about Eyes Wide Open
0: now that i'm reading the lyrics i don't know what to believe anymore
1: yeah you read the lyrics and then you're like oh okay well i can understand how people would
0: have thought that this was like um dark dark sided yeah Ooh. but i'm also like this also is kind of like she sees a ghost <laughs> yeah know. well i guess i just feel like why would like it would be so
1: weird for joe simpson to push this song even being on the album if it was a okay. veiled song about joe you know what i mean yeah.
0: No, this is you. all
1: his creation. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, now that I'm reading the lyrics,
0: I, I mean, I've listened to the song plenty of times over the years, but now that I'm reading the lyrics, I'm 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 remembering what I thought it was about earlier. I know I said I didn't think it was about anything, but. Mm-hmm remember that I could hear her breathing no one believed me it felt like an out-of-body experience is what she was talking about I I also was um a little nerd and in middle school I was like reading books about like astral projections that's probably what I was thinking of um where she was like experiencing something but out of her own body so she was watching it happen Um, right the subject matter I don't know but um that is, that's where my mind went and it was just a little ambiguous.
1: Yeah and she's sort of having this like almost sort of passive aggressive relationship with this weird moment that happened where like nobody believes that she had it and also the per like and then I can understand where it would have like a ghosty element because it feels like she's singing about basically being taunted. This is
0: her spooky song.
1: Yeah it is her spooky song and it's a good it's a good theatrical pops I mean it's so it's such a theatrical song it almost gives me like I don't know like wind machine curtains blowing like I just I can see the visual element of this song in my head and it's just so it's so theatrical and like over the top but like in the
0: best way it's so good yeah yeah no I agree with you I am I am getting sucked up in in people's thoughts on the internet, right? Now. I
1: know. I'm sorry. I introduced you to a dark sided thing.
0: I'm I'm closing this out. I'm closing this out. No, okay. no. I'm that, not to get deep here, but um, this is fun and lighthearted. This, you know, this pod and everything that you do. But the people, if they do not feel like they have a voice to say what they need to say through right. traditional, you know, outlets, there. And she's an artist. She's gonna write a song. And if if she is saying what people theorize that she's saying, we have to respect that, you know? Yeah. But until we hear from her, we don't know. So I'm going to jam out to it and disassociate um, because I really like the song.
1: <laughs> yeah, and either way, it's incredible. I mean, I think it's one of the most well-written songs of her career, like, because it really sent- it takes you on this, like, journey. Like, it, like, really sets a tone and a mood and... I don't know. It's good. It's a really good end of the album track too. Yeah, like it feels like
0: it. Where it's where it should be. And there's something about a song that gives you a clear visual. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can just imagine. I always imagined Ashley like laying down, and her eyes were open. Like mm-hmm. that is just where my brain went. But I, um, my brain, I'm remembering now. My brain had her like um, in white. It's kind of like icy. She was in, she was in like an icy cave. Okay. That's where my, that's where my um, brain always was. And then the next song was kind of a continuation of that visual for me.
1: Okay. I, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I'm obsessed with this song. So be gentle and be delicate and be really respectful of my feelings when it comes to say goodbye.
0: Well, you have nothing to worry about because it's probably one of my favorite Ashley songs. Oh
1: my god, Chambly! Oh I love this fucking song so much. I listen to it a lot. Like I like honestly, when I'm listening to this album, I never don't listen
0: to say goodbye. I love it oh, so much. Thanks. And sometimes I'm just like, I just want to hear say goodbye. Same. Um, I do this thing where so obviously like I am, you know your level of, of obscurity in pop music. Um, and so what I like to do is sometimes I'll play uh, a deep cut of a pop song of a pop, you know, a uh, girly's discography and make my boyfriend listen to it and be like, who do you think this is? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so bad. I really- <laughs> and we were on a road trip one time and I played this song and he was like, this is really good. And I was like, and i was like i'm gonna shatter your preconceived notions and then i told him it was ashley he was like oh that's a fun you should
1: record yourself doing that for tiktok <laughs> right you should oh turn that God.
0: into like a thing like who do you think i can wait him though like i'm already exploiting him. the fact that i said this uh so this will this will be the one and only time that i speak about this okay <laughs> for the sake of my re- i respect your privacy um
1: No, this is also very, this is extremely Carly Rae Jepsen to me. This is like, like two of my favorite songs from the Emotion album are All That and Warm Blood. Mm. Uh, And this is like, I mean, this could be on that album. It is just melodically. It's so catchy. It kind of, it has the same melody as Michael Jackson's Human Nature. It's just so, it's so
0: Right?
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> like almost exactly the same. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm just I'm a sucker for the end of an, an end of album track. I always love this is a strong one. Yeah, this is a, such an underrated song, and yeah, it's it's sad 80s vibes. This is also very John Hughes, like it's real, this is very 16
0: candles. Yeah, and <sighs> This is another one that I think is good for her voice. Mm, mm-hmm. I think the there's nothing complicated about the lyricism, mm-hmm. but simple doesn't mean bad. Right. And I think that this is a really good example of simple and you know, like a it's it's slow but kind of mid tempo mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just, it's one that I, I, it's easy for me to want to listen to this, even if I forget about it, um, because it's not front of mind for me, uh, if I scroll past it or I think of Ashley and, you know, I see this album cover, like, Say Goodbye is what I think of when I see this album.
1: Oh my god, you are speaking my language, sir. Oh my god, it's, yeah, and it's got, like, a, um, the, like, a perfect tempo drum machine in the back, Just like, it's just so, it's so 80s. And I wish that we could, I mean, I guess like there's always been kind of an 80s element to Ashley's music. Like her first album is like, kind of like, it's got like Blondie vibes to me. And then this is like real synthy. And the next one is like full. I mean, her next album is full on 80s, like unapologetic.
0: And this is a song where I feel like you know you're you're let's say that you are getting your taxes done okay. okay all right and you're in a small room with lots of other people and it's kind of tense cuz you're getting your taxes done and so they like pump oxygen into the room so that you can relax a little bit it's a little dreamier of an experience for you I'm and very- taxes part but the dreamier feeling i don't know why that was the analogy i went with but here we are um, that's the song for me someone just kind of like gave me a little relaxing (laughs) oxygen or whatever it might be and i'm like thinking and feeling things i'm not like on a trip or anything like that but i am just in a in a uh, less inhibited state of mind
1: no i get that it's very like head floating off your shoulders kind of like i'm lost in it like i picture I've had many moments of listening to this song and, like, you know, like, falling into, like, the this, the cliche of, like, I'm listening to the soundtrack of my life on my iPod, kind of <laughs> again, you know? And, like, being, like, on the train or something and, like, this song coming on, it's just very, like, I don't know, it's so, it's so good. I'm so happy that you love this song.
0: Yeah, oh, so much. So much. <laughs> um, hold on, there's, there's one thing that she says, um, <laughs> And now that we're talking about it, I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, I think it's the way that she says, um, is it frightened? She Oops. just like, she, oh yeah, I think she says, um, I'm not frightened. Uh, without mm. it, I can't done but she just fully removes the T and it's just a D. Frightened.
1: Frightened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I never thought about it. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Sorry, or that took me a while to get there, but I really had to say that, <laughs> I had to, say that to you. That was worth it.
1: Um, when I'm sad that it's the last song. I love this album so much. How do you, so this is obviously like you said earlier, this is not, this album isn't put together as well as autobiography because that's almost it's almost unfair honestly because autobiography is such a flawless album in many ways like a flawless pop punk album it's like just unfair and let's
0: just listen to surrender just over and over (laughs) right seriously oh my god well I guess do you have any closing thoughts on I Am Me um this is an album that upon you know listening as an adult and really, listening not just not just listening in the way that I like to revisit the certain songs that I like, listening to the whole album. The highs are high, the lows are like really low. Mm-hmm. Um, Mountains and valleys. Some Absolutely. some songs did not hold up. Yeah, one thousand percent.
1: Some of the songs are there are no abysmally bad songs on Autobiography. Like there are no songs in that album where I'm like. Ugh like I can't well, even you know how I feel about giving it all away. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I forgot about your trauma. Um <laughs> But no, this this album's bad songs are like horrendous to me, but the great <laughs> songs are so great. I mean, it's still, you know, it, it features two of my all-time favorite Ashley songs, which uh, which is Dancing Alone and um and Say Goodbye. I mean, it really you know, it's almost like one of those moments where the songs I like, I like so much that it automatically goes up to one of my to like my favorite album. But it's like not actually my favorite album, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So if you're if you're thinking about autobiography versus I Am Me, not considering Bittersweet World, just like right now where we mm-hmm. are in this point in her career, which if you if you could only pick one, which do you choose?
1: Oh, that's so. That's such an, uh, an aggressive question. Um... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Never felt so attacked. Um, I mean, I guess I would have to say, damn, this is really. I would have to go with autobiography. I think.
0: Do you want to know I why I'm doing autobiography? Why? I, I'm with you, autobiography. Not even because like surrender is amazing and nothing new and some of those other ones that we discussed the last episode. But whenever you press play in your portable CD player, like I did. I'm just like okay I'm gonna listen to a full album that I mean that I'm choosing it I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone listening but that's why I choose autobiography
1: no that is the reason to choose it because you yeah it's it's a full album playthrough with you know maybe a couple skips or maybe one but like for the most part it's an album you don't listen to autobiography and not have the intention to hear the whole album and that's if you're- Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's a really, for a pop album, I think that's the goal. Like, that is the whole point is like, you know, let's get them to play it the whole way through every time. I don't play I Am Me the whole way through every time. So I can't pick it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Even though some of the bright spots are brighter at Mm times, depending upon how I'm feeling. I agree with you. And and this isn't to say that Boyfriend's Opener isn't so iconic. Oh my god. It's neck and neck with the beginning of my autobiography, but autobiography's opener is like, okay, I'm strapping in for a full album experience and boyfriend's opener is like, Oh hell yeah, this is so good. And then I'm going to skip around.
1: Well, are you ready for this am, or uh, this uh, bittersweet world tease? That's going to be happening here fairly shortly.
0: <sighs> I texted you. Remember whenever I was like, well, I had to listen to the full bittersweet uh, world album and I have so many thoughts oh my goodness (laughs) that's gonna be really interesting not only because
1: first of all I hope that you're prepared that we're gonna alienate half my listeners because that is a (laughs) that's a niche album I mean you really had to like be along for the journey you
0: really had to be a real Ashley fan to even go that far I'm not expecting I mean the fact that anyone listens to anything that I have to say is a blessing for me and I truly do not take it for granted I'm not joking so if if we have to talk to 12 of your listeners then we're gonna have a party together
1: yeah I'm excited oh wow Mr. (laughs) Shambly thank you so much for doing this with me this was so much fun uh tell people where they can find you on
0: all your things yeah well thank you for Having me back. The fact that I wasn't a one hit wonder, uh, once again, <laughs> not taking that for granted. Um, <laughs> so on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you can find me at Cham Breezy. It's a playoff, the last name. And Breezy is spelled with Z E Y at the end.
1: Yes. By the way, Jesse's real name is not actually Shamblee. If you are listening to this and haven't listened to our, our
0: first episode together, Uh, It's just the way that I choose to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. It is a French last name, but because of white supremacy, I know nothing about my um, ancestry. I like to sprinkle a little Cajun seasoning on your
1: name when I say it.
0: It needs it. I, you know, we can, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) But um, yes, just, just Chambliss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Chambly, thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Bye guys.
1: Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at Pod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.